0: back to The Change Up. I'm Owen Holmgren joined by Taylor West. No Teddy Conover today. Um, He's on a boat. We got a lot of things to talk about. It's been a week of baseball since we last had an episode. Um, First two-man show I think in since like the first early days of Hound Wave this is the first two-man show. I remember I did one with you for football Uh, but the first topic we wanted to touch on was uh, Joe Kelly. We talked about him last week but that was before his um his suspension was announced by Robert Manfred. So I just wanted to say that it's ridiculous. Um, I love Joe Kelly. He's one of my favorite players in the league, has been for a while now. He got suspended less games back in 20, was that 2018 when he hit Tyler Wade of the Yankees and punched him in the face a couple times. He was suspended six games for that in a 162-game season, and he has been suspended eight games in a 60-game season for hurting Carlos Correa's feelings. Now, I understand you can't throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball at someone's head. You could kill him. But uh, the things we know about Joe Kelly are that he's got no control ever, really. Doesn't know where his fastball is going. He's also a psychopath. So could he have been trying to hit Bregman? Sure. Did he only throw one strike that entire inning? Yes. There was only one strike in the zone. He didn't throw a single fastball to Carlos Correa the entire bat. And that was we all know that was really the reason. I think that at bat really pushed it over the edge, especially, you know, the whole pouty face walking off the mound. Uh, they cited his past intentional throwing at players for a suspension. And I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever when the Astros, why don't we cite the Astros' pass of cheating their way to a World Series?
1: And no, with, with zero punishment. I mean, they, they may lose draft picks, but yeah, you know, they lost that doesn't equal a World Series.
0: They lost a manager who was incapable of taking the blame for anything. I mean he was really just embarrassing during the whole process he was like man the players forced me to do it Uh, the ownership was forced me to do it i had no control you're the manager of the team you've got all the control you could ever want but yeah the astros uh, i don't know joe kelly's suspension which is 22 games in a 162 game season compared to what the astros got I, i just think it's a little bit ridiculous
1: yeah, and I think something that's a lot different than our podcast last week is, I think last week, at the time we were doing our podcast, we were pretty sure baseball was done. Oh, yeah. We pretty sure it was over for baseball. I mean, it's still uncertain now, but I've got to say, it's a lot more optimistic. You know, teams are starting to get. I think there's only, may only be one postponed game tonight, and it's maybe the Cardinals. Cardinals. Um, the, Mar- the Marlins are back after their big, you know, their huge outbreak in the clubhouse. Um, but it's it's great to have these teams back. It's great to have, you know, not all negativity of, you know, cases of coronavirus spiking up in MLB clubhouses. So, you know, I think yeah, it's Manfred's, a lot more positive.
0: Manfred's finally deciding to do something with his job as as the commissioner of the, of the MLB. He said the other day, if you guys don't start cracking down on this, I'm just going to cancel the season. Which, you know, is kind of ridiculous, but just kind of just the way he's kind of handled this whole situation and now saying, hey, listen, if you guys don't do better, I'm going to shut you all down. And no, this is my fault. It's all yours. I think that's a little bit ridiculous, but – at least he's doing I'm it.
1: happy to have baseball. Um, I'm, I'm very, very happy, to have, happy to have baseball.
0: I'm happy to have baseball. Uh, uh, my team isn't that fun to watch anymore, but <laughs> baseball is fun to watch. Yeah. Speaking of fun to watch, let me tell you something that wasn't fun to watch. Sunday night – was it Sunday night? I don't remember. It was, it was game- Sunday night baseball. Sunday night baseball with um, Matty V, Matt Vaskersion, and Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, the hosts of Sunday night baseball. It was the Red Sox. It was Game Three against the Yankees. Game Three of the series. Um, and it was. Let me. I'm gonna put this out there before I complain about anything. Aaron Judge is a very, very, very good baseball player. When he's healthy, he's probably the best player in the Yankees. The only person who you could debate is DJ LeMahieu. You know, either one. It goes either way. that's
1: I'd say best power hitter in the league.
0: Really, he's 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 one of the best players in all of the MLB when he's healthy. Definitely in the AL. Probably the best. Eh, maybe the best player in the A at least. So he was on a, this was going into this game. He had hit a home run in four straight games. So he was the hottest player in the planet going up against the worst pitching staff in the history of my life. So I think the starter of that game was Austin Bryce, you know, for the Red Sox. Who's that? I don't know, don't ask. It
1: me. wasn't It wasn't Hall Pass. It was not, no <laughs> Hall
0: Pass. See here, the Hall Pass <laughs> came in next, Matt, Matty Hall. <laughs> Came in, uh, Bryce opened the first inning, got the bases loaded gut out of it. Hall pass then came in, and I think it was him who gave up a monster shot to Aaron Judge. Okay. And yeah. Matt Vascurgeon, who is supposed to be who I like, I like Matt Vascurgeon, but my opinions change after this game. He's supposed to be the most unbiased baseball reporter, commentator, announcer that there is. And he and you know, he's he's pretty good at it but Aaron Judge hit this home run and he almost blew out every single microphone in the Bristol Connecticut ESPN in the Bristol Connecticut ESPN studio it was ridiculous the way he he screamed for Aaron Judge's first home run and this was this was a three-run home run i think three-run home run to take the lead in the second inning of a game against Matt Hall and it was the 11th game of the season or something like that and, and Matt Vaskurgeon acted like it was Game 7 walk-off home run to win the World Series. But then, later, uh, we had Matty Barnes come in, Matty Backpacks, in the eighth inning, and when he comes in, you know it's over. They have a one-run lead. The Red Sox have a one-run lead, and Judge comes up and hits a three-run, another one, a three-run bomb. Vaskurgeon goes crazy, even crazier than the first one. He's like, Judge, hey, he's done it again! And then as Aaron Judge walks down in the dugout, Alex Rodriguez says the following quote, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Aaron Judge. Now I texted into the changeup group chat after this happened, that that should be a fireable offense. If you say that on live television, like that's, that's the most ridiculous comparison I've ever heard in my entire life, ever, ever. It doesn't make any sense. Why is Aaron Judge in a list of those three people? And also A-Rod called Gio Urshela the best third baseman in the American League. That's even – it's not worse than that, but calling Gio Urshela the best third baseman in the American League is, is a bit far-fetched.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I, I, on the topic of the Yankees, I mean, they're just so good. They really are. They I are unbelievable. That. In my opinion, they are by far the best team in Major League Baseball. Um, you can make a case for the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, it's just the Yankees, their their rotation is a little bit patchy, but the Dodgers but have a the, um, Their steady, lineup
1: is steady, just yeah. so good. When you look top to bottom, their lineup, there are no easy outs. There's no there's no Chris Davis, there's no uh you know, some of the bad guys, at the end of the Orioles lineup and the Orioles are actually playing pretty well. All right. They're five and four right now. I was, I was a lot more positive about the Orioles last before last night's game after they before they got three hit shutout versus some no name pitcher that i never heard of before. Um, but you know, it, it just gets to a point with the Orioles where they're probably not going to be that good this season. We're enjoying it while it lasts. But it just seems like there's something missing. And that is, one, Chris Davis is just horrible. I don't know why he's still playing. He's batting, I think, .066, which is so bad. And it's not like this is a new thing. This has been happening for two and a half years. It's not a small sample size. Because we've had two and a half huge sample sizes to already compare it to. And we've got guys like DJ Stewart, who... Have been playing for ten games, haven't gotten a hit, and we guys like got guys like Matt, Ryan Mountcastle, who's very good, who should be up, who's in Bowie right now. Sorry, my Siri came on there for off. a second. Like We're like waiting for that. Adley to get the call up. I'm kind of hoping Adley gets up by September, but I don't see it happening. Um, but I mean, there are bright spots to this team though. Pitching, starting pitching has not been bad. Even though we lost last night, John Means had a great game, just gave up one home run in the fifth inning. Um, And then in the lineup, you know, there's been bright spots too. Jose Iglesias batting 526. He's batting right now. I'm following his at bat right now. Uh, It seems like whenever he gets in, he's getting hits. And then Hans Roberto has kind of fallen off a couple – like last night, went over 4 or 5. Um, but he's batting, I think, 370 right now. He's having a great year. Um, and it's good to see the O's like, do their typical thing of giving their fans hope at the beginning of the season just to let them down by going probably 15 yeah. and 30 for the rest of the season. Well, but, it's, felt know, like,
0: it's felt like the Orioles have been in a rebuild for like the past five years. Just ever since they signed Chris Davis to that mega extension – that Chris Davis of all people is probably the last person who deserves it. I mean, at the time I could see why when he was on steroids, but now it's 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 really caused them to have, they're really hanging on. They're really hanging on. They're really praying that Chris Davis comes back in any some sort, sort of way.
1: And there was some bright spot during spring training 1.0 where he <laughs> was hitting like 350 and it was like, holy crap, Chris Davis is back. He's hitting 50 <laughs> bombs this year. And obviously that's not going to happen because he probably just stayed at home all quarantine, you know, chewing his tobacco and, you know, just doing random stuff. I think,
0: I think he still thinks he's the best player on the planet. I mean, he,
1: he has so much confidence when he goes up to the plate. It's unhealthy. It's really unhealthy. <laughs> I mean, when and you Adley, see him go up to the plate, yeah.
0: I think we would see Adley this season if it was 162 games and if there were fans. Because by, the, by, that, by September, Orioles have no fans coming to the games except for, like, you and I. And that's pretty much yep. it. Yeah. That's fair. So, you know, you pull up Adley, you get more fans, you get more money, but this season you got no fans anyways. So I don't think there's any point in rushing Adley up to the major leagues. Even yeah. though he might be ready, I, Adley Rushman. He's he, one of he's, the
1: greatest prospects we've seen. Yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's, it's going to be a matter of time before the Orioles fall off. Um, if you had told me in January that they'd have a winning record in uh, August, you know, I'd call you crazy. Um, but you know, it's true. And you got to love it. It's true. You can't deny that. That's a fact. Um, in the Marlins. What are the Marlins, three and one now? Three and one, you know. Still leading um, the division. Still leading the division. How are they,
0: are they going to do that by win percentage, playoff wise? I think they're going to go by win percentage, right?
1: No, I think the Marlins are going to be able to get in the 60 games. Uh, I think they will. Because they're going to be playing these seven inning doubleheaders like they are today. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens when, you know, A couple of guys on her team, you know, go out to the uh, Magic City Wings. (laughs) Magic City Wings and, you know, end up getting Corona. You're just going to have to play a ton of baseball, which is not bad. I mean, it does get old, but I'm sure for them, they're getting
0: paid. They've got the Marlins, especially, have a lot of young guys that could, they need all the practice they can get, basically, because they're just about as bad as the Orioles.
1: Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, oh, and now here's a hot take. That I don't know if it's that hot. The Orioles finish with a better record than the Red Sox this year.
0: Yeah, you know, I can see that happening because really <laughs> the Orioles have at least like three, maybe not above average starters. Definitely not above like decent
1: guys who can get you through six innings of a game and win the game. And we've you... got we've got John Means, who I'd say is pretty good. I'd say he's decently above average. Alex Cobb, I'd say, is average. If you can just keep, you know, doing what he's doing, and then we got Wade LeBlanc, who's been actually pitching pretty well. Yeah, like those three guys right there can win you some games. Like they'll each get a few. Like especially John Means. John Means is a good player. But when the when the Red Sox have just Ivaldi. Yeah, so and, the Red Sox and he a, lost well, last night.
0: He did lose <laughs> last night. Well, I'm gonna blame that on the trop. It's the dumbest, dumbest baseball field I've ever seen in my life. Like, why do we have rafters? It's 2020. Can't we get rid of the rafters? You get a ball stuck up there, and then Ivaldi gives up a base hit because the ball gets stuck in the rafters, and they end up crushing up that inning. But Ivaldi, I mean, he's been pitching well. He's been pitching really well for for Nathan Ivaldi's status, um, a guy who really didn't start. I don't even remember if they, he was in the rotation last year. He probably was. But he, um, he's been pitching well. And they're really because after him, it's Perez, Martin Perez, who's pitching tonight. He was, I think he was actually decent in his last start. But it's Perez, Ryan Weber, who throws 87-mile-an-hour meatballs right down the middle, and he's guaranteed to walk four guys, four guys a game. I don't even know who he has after that. I think, yeah, Bryce. Bryce will open some games, and they'll throw in the hall pass, give up five runs. And then there's somebody else. I mean, a Jeffrey Springs. He's terrible. Yeah. They really have nobody. I mean, it's it's sad to watch. Sander Bogarts is really trying his hardest to keep this team together. He went. He's. He, I'm pretty sure he cemented himself as the best shortstop in baseball the against the Yankees. That's the thing too about that broadcast. Sorry to go back to it, but I got to revisit it. Sander Bogarts hit two home runs that game. Went four for four. Totally outplayed Aaron Judge, and. The home run calls on Bogarts' home runs and Rafi Devers' first home run of the year that looked like it went a mile, it was like I was watching the Masters. Like, Matt Veskirgin does not he's not a big Red Sox guy. And he's a massive Aaron Judge guy, and it really shows.
1: And it's It a seems shame. like whenever Matt Vaskirgin gets to like go away from, you know, the Giants that have no power and that haven't had power since, like, Pablo Sandoval which was a long time ago it seems like he really takes advantage to like give his yells in the Santa Maria that he gave a few loud Santa Marias the other day uh it's just I don't don't know I feel like he's really missing that in his life the Giants continuously hit the lowest number of home runs every year and you know AT&T ballpark is not a big home run ballpark the Giants also don't have big power hitters yeah, And um, if we go look at the standings right now, some of the teams that have out, stood out so far, the Rockies. The Rockies oh, are playing yeah. ball right now. I forgot about the Rockies. Eight and two, yeah. Their pitching staff is going off right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, it's been incredible to see because, you know, they were consistently ranked around 25 on the power rankings list. Yeah. And, you and know, now,
0: gonna, Nolan's just being Nolan right now. He's, I mean, I and, know uh, you know, you
1: got Kyle Freeland also who's doing a great job as, you know, as he, he's returning to his 2018 self. He took a little yeah. break in 2019 where he had like a 7 ERA. It was horrible. Okay. but um, And they got Daniel
0: Bard. Daniel Bard is back. I don't know if you – for those of you who don't know, Daniel Bard pitched for the Red Sox in like 2012. Uh, I don't think he won the World Series. I think it was 2012. He was throwing 99. He had a sub three ERA. I think it was a relief pitcher. I don't really remember. I was like nine years old, but he threw gas. And after the next, however many years, he could not, he could not throw a strike to save his life. Like at, he was, it was like the worst case of the yips that you'll ever see. He couldn't do it. So he got out of the game, came back this year, got a win in his first appearance for the Rockies, was absolutely shut down. Throws. I don't know how hard he's throwing nowadays, but still pretty gas. Um, so Daniel Bard. It's good to see him back doing his thing. As I mentioned before, he got Nolan Arenado last night hit a home run that got out in about like two seconds. It was ridiculous how low he hit that ball and how far it went. And then you, you got one of the best shortstops in baseball. A lot of people are saying he's the best shortstop in baseball. I still disagree. Uh, Trevor Story. So they, the Rockies got a good team. They just Again, anything can happen to anybody in a sixty-game season.
1: Another team that's been kind of popping out and is the Twins. I mean, they're nine two right now, top of the AL Central. And Nelson Cruz. I mean, you talk about one of the guys that the Orioles let slip away from them. I mean, he's been awesome, and this in the second half of his career. I mean, what we of had to under think the radar. I feel like the past few years of his career, and he's been hitting bombs. And now he's on. And our- he leads the league in RBIs right now. Has fifteen yeah. through eleven games. I mean, he's he's doing he's doing. Uh, the Twins are a team that everybody's
0: looking out for at the beginning of the season. I mean, they they're probably gonna beat the Indians in the AL Central. They did last year. Max Kepler. I saw a comparison between Max Kepler and Aaron Judge's stats. I don't. I think it was for the last two years or whatever. Kepler has like one more home run than Judge. I think. Kepler hits bombs, and nobody people really. <laughs> he's he's another guy who flies on the radar. Kepler hits moon bombs and then nobody acknowledges, nobody gives him the credit he deserves. And he's a leadoff guy. Now I say, you know, you don't see leadoff guys hit bombs other than you know, Springer and, and Mookie. But Kepler, no, that's a good team. Cause they had what uh Jorge Polanco last year was the starting shortstop for the American League in the all-star game. So they're yeah, they're another team. The Bomba Squad is I think that's their nickname. The Bomba Squad. Yeah, I that's think amazing.
1: that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. Anyway. I'm
0: going to switch over to pitching. We just talked a lot of, a lot about some offense, but oh, should we start sad or happy?
1: Let's start sad. You know, Let's start I think sad. We're, we're too positive right now. Yeah, we are. We got
0: something you never want to see as a Braves fan, a Mike Soroka fan, such as myself. We had a great pitcher's duel the other day. It was Mike Soroka versus Jacob DeGrom, two of the best pitchers in the National League, two of the best pitchers in, in the MLB. Soroka got through about, I think it was four, three or four innings, and he there was a ground ball hit off of him to the left, right side of the infield. And Soroka hopped off the mound to go after it and took a funny step with his right foot, tore his Achilles, so he's out for the season. That's not that's that's a rough injury to come back from, no matter how big of a time frame you have. Um, especially for a pitcher. I mean, that's his. His, his right-handed pitcher tearing your right Achilles is going to be tough to come back from because you got to put a lot of pressure on that on that leg all the time. And it sucks to
1: see because he's – One of the worst injuries like, you can have.
0: Yeah, it really is. Soroka's like – I think he's 24. He was a rookie last year, almost won. Uh, I think he was up there in rookie of the year voting. He's already the ace of the Braves. The Braves lost. They designated Fulton Avish for assignment the other day. So as a team that really people thought they were going to compete and compete hard, I had them winning the NL East by a good margin to see two of their star pitchers go down like that. Or well, I guess Fultonavich wasn't much of a star if they designated him for assignment. But to lose two big pitchers like that, it's going to hurt a lot.
1: A lot, a lot. Yeah. And I think one of the things we haven't really seen is the Rays pitching staff kind of struggling so far. Um Getting swept by the O's—that's not a bright spot for your no. pitching staff, especially when the O's have like a really weak lineup, and you're having two ace-caliber guys, Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnell, got going out there.
0: Caliber-sized guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the last guy, uh, Trinos, is not—I would not call. Um, but yeah, yeah when what you have, r- the Orioles face Snell, Glasnow, Trinos, right? Trinos, yeah. Okay. So I mean, we we didn't go against like the Yarbrough and the. Morton.
0: Morton pitched last night against the Red Sox. Shut us down.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mitch Moreland hit the one home run, and then it was just over. And all of a sudden,
0: we pinch hit for him. I don't know. I don't know why.
1: Ask Ron Reneke. Yeah, it seems Ron Reneke doesn't like Mitch Moreland.
0: No. no, yeah. We're starting Jose Peraza in left field today. You know, it makes – Moreland's hitting 300 right now. He has six hits, three of them are home runs, and he's not playing. He's just not playing. As soon as a – if he starts a game, as soon as a lefty reliever comes in, pinch hit for Chavis, Chavis strikes out. But if Chavis is starting against the left-handed pitcher, right-handed reliever comes in, Chavis stays in for the rest of the game. I don't understand it. Moreland's been one of the best first basemen in baseball for a while now. It doesn't make any sense to me. Reneke makes me very angry very often.
1: And after getting swept by the O's, um, I saw the Rays plummet in a lot of power rankings, and I saw them also stay kind of where they were. Um, so when you're 10 games into the season – are we starting to see what the general makeup of the season is going to be like, would you say? Especially uh, think, in a 60-game season. Yeah. I mean, normally it takes – I think the pitching, especially the starting
0: rotations for every team, it's going to take a little bit more time because normally in a 162-game season, it's about like four or five starts, I guess, for the average starter is when you really start to get into that groove and see what they're, um, how they're looking. But as far as, the, as far as the offense goes, I think we're starting to piece it together. Sadly for the Red Sox, that means Andrew Benintendi is going to hit under a hundred the whole year.
1: If I were, if I, if I were to tell you, like, so you got you got six division leaders right now, obviously six divisions. So you got the Yankees, Twins, A's, Braves, Cubs, Rockies. How many of those stay the same? I think the Yankees stay the same. I think the Twins stay the same. I think the Astros are going to win the. West. Um, I, I hate to say it. I hate I the know. Astros, but like the they're A's are good. They're... But I don't know if they're meant to last. Bregman,
0: Correa, Altuve are really struggling, which you know, shocking. But when they're, well, half- they're
1: still six and four, that's the thing.
0: I know because they've got so many pieces. But what is it? What are the what is the A's record right now?
1: Seven four. So
0: okay, so half have... game. Uh, that's a close one. I'm gonna say the Rays pull away with that division. I don't know why. I'm just feeling it. Steve Piscades hit a magical yeah. walk off Grand Slam the other
1: day. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the A's in that division. And then who's winning you the you got you got the NL East? So right now you got the Braves at eight and four. You know, they're playing well. Ronald Cuglia Jr. is balling out. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And you got the Marlins at three and one. I can't I, I don't <laughs> know if that's gonna last. Um, and then you got you got teams like the Nats at four and four, the Phillies at one and three. The Mets are struggling. I think the Nats and Phillies can both make a run at this division, but I think I, I, I really can't see the Nats making any type of run. They I mean, they'll get Juan Soto back, but I can't see them making any kind of run they did like last year.
0: Going into this season and last season, this division was the best division in baseball. had the most competition out of anybody. But now that Soroka's gone, Fulton Davis has gone for the Braves, Cespedes just straight up left – the other day, the Mets, he packed his bags, left, didn't tell anybody, so he's gone. The Marlins, absolutely not. <laughs> the Nats, the Nats were a team that were going to compete again, but then you get rid of Anthony Rendon, ton of guys opt out, so that, that division, I think, has turned into a division that's kind of up for grabs. I would say the Braves, but Soroka going down is a huge hit. Um... But I guess I'll probably stick with the Braves just because everybody else also lost a ton of people. Man, I
1: agree. I mean, the, the Phillies the Phillies were so gassed last year since they got Bryce Harper, you know. Yeah. And and I think Bryce Harper is just has been overrated for his entire career. I mean, his he is not batted for average really ever. Ever. Um, working and, here was good.
0: But yeah, then, yeah. That and that's,
1: that's
0: like yeah, that's you can bomb. have
1: you can have the home run stats, but in the at the end of the day. I hate to say this, but he could be a better Chris Davis, like a like a slightly better Chris Davis. Like a like a two twenty, forty home run Chris Davis, you know, um that, that type. I don't know if he's
0: ever gonna hit two twenty. I don't think he's gonna be that low, but you've definitely seen a plummet in in his stats average Yeah. Wide.
1: And then but and then we got
0: that I think could could yeah.
1: compete. And we got the division next that I know you are extremely interested. You're probably second favorite team, in the Cincinnati Reds. I do the Cubs hold on to beat the like like the Reds were very like people were saying how good the Reds would be. Haven't gotten off to too good a start. They got off to a
0: really bad start. I think they started one and four. The rest of the teams in this division, the Cardinals, um, you know, not I don't see them doing much damage. The Brewers. I also don't see
1: them doing much damage, and the pirates are the pirates, and they've always been the pirates. And I mean, pirates. okay, okay. So, so here's what's gonna happen. You know, the Cardinals will barely make the playoffs, like usual. Adam Wainwright will get his classic, like one win. He'll he'll always win. He'll always have that like seven inning, two hit, two run win in the playoffs, and that's guaranteed to happen. While Matt Carpenter has some crazy hit. Wainwright and Carpenter. Wainwright and Carpenter. That's all it is for the Cardinals. <laughs> Um, so, the Cardinals will make the playoffs. They've got Paul Goldschmidt. So, that's how they do. They do. But it's a tough division. The top, the, yeah,
0: the top of that division, the Cubs are red hot. I didn't even realize that.
1: I, I, I didn't realize that either. But I don't think they've been playing. But the Reds, the best, I mean, teams. The, Reds, the reason why
0: I love the Reds so much is because their rotation is out of this world. I mean, Sonny Gray has had been off to one of the best starts in MLB history. And then you got Trevor Bauer, who strikes out everybody he faces through a complete game and a doubleheader which I, you know, I don't know if you can count that as a real complete game of seven and eight. yeah that's weird down again and then of course you got luis castillo who can throw 99 and then throw a changeup that moves that moves 19 inches vertically
1: um, oh and, uh, and and chris davis is sorry to interrupt you on but chris davis is currently up and um just to talk about chris davis's strike zone so chris <laughs> davis chris davis loves to strike out and i don't think it's necessarily all his fault so well well it ends up being his fault so he is, I think, 6'5". Like, he's up there at height. Yeah. 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. And this man has the most sturdy batting stance I've ever seen. He probably has three feet of strike zone on his body. Because from the letters to his knees, it, he's, he's standing straight up. There's no he's bend up. in his knees. There's no bend in his knees. Nothing. So when he strikes out at some, like, I'm watching on the uh, MLB at bat app here. So it gives you that strike zone and it's up above the zone and it says called strike. And he's probably like, you know, complained to the umpire, but that's at your, that's at your letters, Chris, you know, this is why you're terrible at baseball. Um, this is why you've pretty much always been terrible since 2015. <laughs> um, it's been a disaster and it's 2-1 right now. Oh, it's 2-2 impending you know, strikeout on the next pitch. Um, but yeah. And as we move to the last uh, division, oh, oh, in play, outs. Classic. <laughs> I guess we're going down to a below .060 nice to put uh, average. You know, so, that's a good point. But I bet it's going to be a pop out. Yeah, it was a fly out. Okay. So um, moving to the last division, though, a very intriguing division. Very intriguing. You got the Rockies who people wouldn't have thought. But then you got teams like the Dodgers and Padres who've been, who are, you know, could be very good. I, I know the Padres Dodgers probably are going to be good. And you the Dodgers are good. Padres the
0: best team in baseball last year. I,
1: I did, yeah. <laughs> I, I For some reason, I thought Manny Machado hadn't gotten traded. Um, <laughs> but I, I was wrong. Um, I, I think the Dodgers will still take this division. I mean, the Rockies are playing really well right now. It's tough to see them. It, it's it, it's tough to see them holding on to this. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I think the Dodgers come out on top. I mean,
0: their rotation is another rotation that's disgusting. Uh, Dustin May, I don't know if you saw yesterday, Dustin May struck out Manny Machado on a 99 mile per hour two seamer that broke horizontally 17 inches, which is a long way to break for a 99 mile an hour pitch. And Manny, it was the worst one. Worst swing I've ever seen Manny Machado have in his entire career. It was embarrassing, but I mean, there's no hitting that and there's no laying off that either. So yeah. the Dodgers, obviously Kershaw came back, had a great first start. I think he went five innings. Um, so he's back to being Kershaw, Bueller. You got everybody you need over there. Your offense is prolific, I guess, is really the only word you can use to describe it. Padres, uh, you know, Giants and Diamondbacks are not not a chance. Padres, I think the Padres could make the playoffs.
1: Um, it's it's only a team, so they may likely make it.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, Chris Paddock is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Rockies, yeah, I don't see the Rockies holding on. I think the Dodgers finish first. And then I might put the Padres in second. And then the Rockies come in third. And all three make the playoffs. I think all three might make the playoffs. If there's a team that won't out of those three, it'll be the Rockies, but I think the Dodgers come out winning the division. I think everybody thinks the Dodgers come out winning the division because of the Dodgers. I mean, hey, they
1: they got eight game, they got eight wins still for two games. I'd say probably for each for each or for each. Uh, league um, it's going to take all it's going to take is 30 wins to get in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're going to see something in the MLB this year that, you know, we've seen, we see in the MLB in the NBA and NHL where we're rewarding mediocrity. <laughs> um, yeah. The NBA loves to do this and you know, it really doesn't make sense to me uh, like the, the 40 and 42 teams will make the playoffs. That's what's great about the NBA MLB. Is that you got to really work for it? And I know it's a long season, so you're getting much bigger sample size. But when you got only five teams that make the playoffs, those five teams had to win probably 90 plus games to get in there, and are good teams.
0: And I really don't even get why they extended the playoffs. I understand this is an argument I make all the time: is that 50 games, 60 games is enough because through 60 games last year, the Nationals were no champions
1: were 10 games under 500. But they wouldn't have made it this they wouldn't have made it on this. Right. But
0: yeah, exactly. So I don't understand why we're extending the playoffs to more teams, which is gonna make it a longer season when right now we can we're barely squeezing our way through a 60 game season and then we're adding more games in the postseason. I don't I I I don't really understand. Oh,
1: so, uh, and can you explain to talk- me how the postseason works? So is there a three game series at the I, beginning? I, this year? I don't know. I mean, so what are they going to have? They're going to have four wild
0: key, wild card teams per
1: Yeah. So so what I heard is you do 18273654. If they do it this way. So there's no I, okay. So so I I this is what I heard. There it's three game series is the first series, which I think would be absolutely ridiculous cuz you could have teams, you could have teams like uh, let me pull up the standings right now. Let's see. You could have teams like the Rays, okay, who may not have a, may have an underwhelming season, all right, and play the Yankees at one, all right. They go Morton Glasnow. They go Morton Glasnow Snell. Yeah, and they're going to win two of those games, honestly. Like, I do know the Yanke-
0: you, like like the those. That's a good point because you look at the Yankees. Don't have the Yankees have Garrett Cole and they have an inconsistent uh, James Paxton and an inconsistent whatever else they are, Masahiro Tanaka, who got drilled in the head by a 110-mile rocket by John uh, Carlos Stanton. And he got to – his, his starts are getting cut short because he's not – I don't think he's yeah. fully recovered yeah. yet. But there are teams, like like you said, like the Dodgers, and like they're not going to lose in a three-game series to anybody. All they, Because all you need to do is win the first two games, and you throw Bueller-Kershaw. If you lose one of the games, you got Dustin May. I mean, it's – Teams with good rotations are are not going to lose in a three game series. Like the Red Sox smoked,
1: gone wiped yeah. <laughs> right off the face of the earth. I'm not. I'm not, not sure if they've. I'm not sure if they've announced what they're doing it Actually, but is how I would do it is I'd actually I'd do the three game series, but I'd do have the five play the eight, the six play the seven in three game series, and then do do it from there like the NFL playoffs having six teams where you'd have the two, two, five game series. And then you'd, you'd do the seven game series throughout there, maybe more games. It's going to be more games, but you know, it's just going to be tough to manage
0: because now you got teams. Once you get to the playoffs, because the way that they've scheduled, it, I think I mentioned this last week is they have AL East teams, like NLEs teams are all on the East coast. They don't have to go across the country in the regular season to play each other. So when you get to, let's say the, ALCS is Yankees who's another team in the AL? Twins. Let's say the Twins. Yankees Twins. Then they're going to have there's a lot more travel that you have to account for and then the World Series you, you can't travel back and forth between New York and LA. Like those are two of the worst places to be well, in.
1: Well, well again this is this is 2 months out or hy- hypothetically speaking right now. Right. But also they can, you know, if you're you can get on I'm sure the, both the Yankees and the Dodgers have enough money to get in their own private planes and not really be taking risks. If you just if you're just going, if you're just going stadium bus or stadium bus, air airplane bus stadium. Or well, at that point, there's not there's not much to go wrong there. At that point, really. you can
0: lock them up and you can lock those two teams up in a bubble at a neutral site somewhere and knock out a seven game series and everybody's safe. Yeah,
1: so you know, I mean, you know, maybe maybe we could be seeing the like one sixth capacity stands by then i mean that would be awesome to see um especially yeah, by november um yeah. I, I know larry hogan said that that's a possibility th- certainly for the second half of the raven season uh but you know it's not looking great right now but we'll see <laughs> it's not looking
0: great at all right now
1: uh i think it's, it's just gonna completely depend on you know what happens uh what other sports do um See if the numbers, if the if the numbers are gonna drop, um, vaccine possibilities. But that's obviously gonna that's gonna take a little bit. But <laughs> I, I, I I'm pumped uh, for next for the 2021 baseball season where we're gonna have 162 games, oh, yeah. and okay. hopefully we'll be back in the stands by then, able to cheer them on for. Don't want to mess with
0: 2021 Red Sox. It's not that much. <laughs>
1: I can tell you one thing, Owen. Um, when I looked back in 2016 and I was looking at the future of the Orioles, uh, I was like, damn, 2019. That's the year we are going to be so good. <laughs> Manny Machado is going to be on his contract year. Adam, Jonathan Scopes on his contract year. chris We still got Chris Davis. We still got Adam Jones. We Marqueous. got Bund- Bundy, Marcakis, Gaussman. And you know, I was like, and we got all these prospects that can come up. I mean, it turns out we had zero prospects at the time. I mean, our farm system was in absolute shambles. It was a disaster. And now we've seen two 105-plus lost seasons in a row. And who knows what's going to happen with this one. I mean, the O's are banking on going back to 500 right now. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, we will see. We'll take it day by day.
1: And we'll see what Hey man, happens. hey man, we've gotten a lot more optimistic if it, if it keeps happening like this, like who knows what could happen by the end of the season by the World Series? We'll see. Yeah.
0: You never know. you know, people wear your masks and maybe we'll yeah. have postseason baseball. and maybe we'll We're, have football. Yeah, Wear a mask. <laughs> All right, that's, that's it for today. Uh, hopefully we'll have Teddy will be off his boat by the time we record next week. Thank you for listening. This has been Taylor and Owen.